Well, howdy, folks. Thanks for tuning back in. Hope you enjoyed my last video on how the U.S. did and did not finance World War II. I actually received a job offer from the Pentagon based on my analysis. But I feel as if you need me more than the Army does, so I'm going to stay right here. You're welcome. Speaking of helping, folks, I got another letter, this time from Longview. It says here, Dear Cowboy Economist, I am an illegal immigrant and am very worried about whether or not Social Security will be there for me when I retire. Somebody told me it's running out of money. Signed, Laying Low in Longview. Well, first off, I need to warn you that as an illegal immigrant, you're not entitled to collect Social Security. You need to stop relying on Fox News and the President for your information. But second, that's a good question. Even us legals hear a lot of talk about that, and, and many folks are worried. Can Social Security go bankrupt? Well, the quick answer is no. It's impossible for Social Security to go bankrupt. And let me say that again. It's impossible for Social Security to go bankrupt. The concept doesn't even make any sense because the viability of Social Security has nothing to do with money. It has to do with resources. Uh, let me offer you an example that might serve to highlight the relevant issues. Let's say there's some kind of biological or nuclear or even extraterrestrial disaster. And the only survivors were me, my wife, and eight of my farmhands. First off, my wife's going to be awfully popular. Second, let's say that the 10 of us that are remaining here on the planet Earth decide to rebuild society and civilization, and at the level of productivity we are able to achieve is such that one person is able to produce enough goods and services for one person. It means each and every day each one of us has to put in a full day's work just to allow each of us to survive another 24 hours. Well, how many of us can retire? Well, none of us, of course. No one can stop working because our level of productivity does not allow it. It doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, or in the case of my wife, how busy your social calendar would be. No one can stop working. Well, wait a minute. What if one day I'm out scrounging for supplies and I come across a Brinks armored car that had been unloading cash when the disaster hit? Back door wide open. Suddenly I have millions of dollars. Yay, I can retire now. Of course not. Because the ability of the working to support themselves plus some number of the non-working individuals, the young, the disabled, and so on, has nothing to do with money and everything to do with resources and productivity. Well, now let's think about this. Let's think that well, what if we did raise our productivity? Let's say it got to the point where one person could make enough for two people to live, that we doubled our productivity. Well, now we got some choices. Everybody can enjoy twice as much, or half of us could retire while the other half kept on working, giving, them, giving us half of what they, what they made, or something in between. Now, generally speaking, societies choose the in-between. Some people don't have to work anymore, and those who are working even get to enjoy an even higher standard of living. Now, how we choose who doesn't have to work is a political and social decision. We might allow children not to work. We might allow the elderly, uh, the infirm, hipsters. I hate working with hipsters. I'm sure you do, too. If I was in charge, I'd be happy to pay them just to stay home. But the real point here is that none of these choices is available to us without sufficient productivity. And none of it depends on money which, as I explained in videos two and three, is created by a simple keystroke. That's why the whole concept of Social Security going bankrupt is irrelevant. If we have the resources and no money, we can make the money. But if we've got the money and no resources, well, then we all end up like Meghan Markle, royally screwed. Let's consider another issue that does have something to do with money. How do we stop the workers from consuming everything they've produced? How do we make sure they share something with the non-working? Well, in our simple 10-person economy, that was easy. Uh, hey, Chris, save one of them fish you just caught for Pat. 
But what about in a country of millions? Well, the way we do it is we use the taxation of the working people so they can't buy everything. And then we immediately give that money as a Social Security check to the retirees so they can buy whatever the workers don't. And that's how we accomplish this goal in a country of millions. And notice that's how we actually fund Social Security. They don't hold on to your money that you paid in 20 years ago. There would be no point in doing that. No, the goal is to make sure that the workers share with the non-workers. And of course, the ultimate goal is to make sure your parents don't have to move in with you at some point. So what we do is we take money from the workers, give it to the non-workers today. Incidentally, uh, you may not realize this, but many people depend heavily on Social Security. Prior to 1935, half of all the elderly lived in poverty. In 2013, that same number was 9%. Now, I'm sure it could be even lower than that, but it's a damn sure lower than 50%. And in 2006, one in five elderly married couples received at least 90% of their income just from Social Security. That same number for single, single elderly folks was 41%. And I'll bet many of them were single due to the death of a spouse. And unless they were married to a real jerk, they're already sad about it without adding poor on top of that. So here's my point. This is a critical issue. Social Security prevents a major source of poverty, poverty within a group of people who are unlikely to be able to find gain, gainful employment anymore. And cutting Social Security funding because we don't have enough money is not only illogical, it's evil. It is a myth being perpetuated by people who are either ignorant or just plain mean. There is a financing issue, however. We do face the possibility that the current tax rate may not be sufficient to generate the revenue that we promised the retirees they would get in their, pay, in their uh, Social Security checks. And it's not that we don't have the resources. That's not the problem. It's the way we set up the funding in the first place. It might leave us short. Now, of course, as you know from the earlier videos, we could solve being short with a keystroke since money is not a scarce resource for the economy as a whole, and especially for the government. But it does beg the question of why has this situation evolved? And digging into that question points out some important other factors that are actually key problems in the economy. First off, folks only pay Social Security tax on their first $132,900 of income. Now, if you earn that much, and of course that, that's a lot of money, but if you earn that much, then you and Bill Gates pay the same thing on the Social Security tax. I'm not saying that's good. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just pointing it out. Just like uh, if you had part of your lunch still on your shirt, maybe you're saving it for later. That's not me for, uh, for me to judge. I'm just letting you know. Now, the second issue, however, is much more critical. The wages from which Social Security taxes are drawn have lagged far behind productivity increases. According to the Economic Policy Institute, since 1973, productivity has increased by almost 250%. Therefore, our ability to provide Social Security has increased 250%. But over that same period, wages have only gone up by 114%. The pool from which Social Security funding is drawn has lagged way behind the actual ability to provide Social Security. And so the problem is not the tax system itself, it's the stagnation of the wages. If wages, too, had risen by 250%, there'd be no problem. The destruction of the middle class has had many terrible consequences. This is one of them. Bottom line, don't listen to the crap. Don't buy the arguments of those in Washington, and they come from both sides of the aisle, who say that we need to cut back on Social Security. It simply ain't true. You tell them for me to go straight to hell. Thank you.